Well, good morning. I... <laughs> feeling a little slow this morning but so much happened last night that i i don't know i kind of feel like i need to to i need to to talk about what freaking happened last night because so much happened last night very unexpected not the night that i thought i was going to have at all you know i was like out till six o'clock this morning um and it was just like every person that I talked to was really fun and interesting and so many good connections and great music and the energy of both. I went to two places and the energy of both places uh, was like really fun and bubbly and light. And I love one thing I've noticed is that you know, an ecstatic dance, if you've ever been to an ecstatic dance, sometimes, you know, when, when a music is building or people are really feeling it, like people are spontaneously cheering or, you know, yay, making noises. And it just makes dancing so much more fun. Um, and that has started to happen now out in clubs, which is so cool. Yeah. It's I love the I love the evolution that I'm seeing and I love the diversity of people who will come to um sort of those events. All right, so magic. Let's start with the magic that's happening. Ooh. So so I'm doing this podcast on intentional communities, right? Like I'm, I'm putting it together and Every week, I get a new person who is providing me with a fresh angle from out of nowhere. Like, so first, it's this, my friend refers me to this friend in Boulder who knows how to build intentional communities from scratch. And then I meet this guy at Shabbat dinner and he grew up in intentional community. So I do an interview with him. And then I talk to my brother and he just went to a wedding at a commune. And so I'm going to have a conversation with him because he and I lived on a commune together when we were kids. And I'm like curious to hear what, how he like compares those two things and like whether he has some of the potential baggage that I have from of what I think a commune is. So that I'm excited to, to talk to my brother about. And then last night I go to this pre-party at this ridiculous house i loved it so much and one of the women who is there we start talking and she is like all of a sudden telling me that she's creating this structure for intentional communities that is almost like a franchise and i'm like that is so genius. And I want to know what that what it is that is included in that secret sauce that makes a successful intentional community. Because she was saying, you know, like, and it's not a surprise, like most of them fail after three years. So it's a it's an, you know, it's a puzzle figuring out how humans can human together and not have it go horribly wrong. <laughs> so Speaking of magic, I got a text from Caroline this morning, and I'm just going to read it because it's like the greatest. She texted me this morning and she says, 
Mama, the universe is conspiring in the literal, all caps, best way possible. It's just back-to-back-to-back magic. Your travel magic is with me. They're playing your music on the bus to Armacao de Pera. Like, my heart reading that just exploded because I know exactly what she's experiencing. And it's just so fun. It's just so fun. And I'm like beyond thrilled that that she's in the flow state. You know, that's that's what being in the flow state looks like. And it is the best. This one, I met a guy last night who is part of the community. And he and I have the same eyes and I've literally never I've never seen a person with the same eyes that I have so that was really weird it was weird it was really it was weird to realize that until I saw his eyes I had literally never seen another person who had eyes like mine and he was the one who pointed it out because we both he's like do you have gold in them and I'm like yes and and so now we're gonna get together for coffee obviously and figure out what like starseed tribe we come from all right well so here's the part where things get a little bit interesting um <laughs> So, well, let me start by saying this. I've actually really never told anyone this before. My entire life, you know how like you can, you know how you like you feel like someone's watching you, you know, like you're at a place and you like you could tell someone's like watching you. That's been my entire life. Like my entire life I have felt watched. Don't know why. Figured it was some wiring that got crossed in my developmental stage when I was little. I have always, you know, I would like blush. And I mean, I was I was painfully shy and very self-conscious. I don't know. I just felt like I was always being watched. And sometimes I actually like was being watched. You know, like I I took the public bus in elementary school, and so you you end up taking the same bus every day. And my best friend and I would get on the bus, and then we go to the Elcon Mall, and we try on makeup, and then we get our transfer and keep going. And my transfer bus, so for like the second leg, always had this man who was sitting up in the very front. He would always be, and he'd always be like kind of clutching his backpack whatever things he had with him he was always sort of like clutching them and he was middle-aged and you could tell he he like he was mentally deficient he i wasn't quite sure what was going on with him because he didn't look down necessarily but he definitely was on a spectrum like way on a spectrum and you know, at the time I'm like eight, nine, ten, and yeah, probably nine or ten. 
And I would get on, he would always end up being on that second leg of my bus ride. And the first couple of times, like I saw him and I wasn't really paying attention, mostly because I liked reading books and I would get lost in books. But then I would feel him staring at me and I would look up and sure enough, he'd just be staring, like straight up staring at me. And it became like really uncomfortable for me. And so I started sitting behind people so that he couldn't, I wasn't in his line of sight. And I'm not even kidding you. He would be leaning on either side, like making a point of still trying to stare at me by like leaning around and like, and like getting beyond, getting past this person who was supposed to be blocking his view of me yeah and so then I had to start like kind of trying to switch up what bus I took and what time and I don't know why I'm telling you this story I guess because I'm trying to 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 say that I I have a distinction between what it feels like to be actually stared at and this feeling of being watched and they're there's a similarity there, but they're also very different. Um, all that is to say that I got a veil lifted last night. And the interesting thing about this process and having a veil lifted is that you have this moment where now you are able to go back through so much of your life and reprocess it with that new perspective and it changes everything it changes everything and it is a rough ride it's like we we all have gifts and they all have a positive and a negative side and our goal is to identify the ways that our gifts are helping people and then minimize the ways that we're kind of fucking it up it's a it can be really heartbreaking to understand the impact of what it is that you're doing unconsciously. <laughs> it's the hardest part. But it's also where, like, the good work is. It's also where the good growth is. So the veil that was lifted for me last night has got me kind of rocked. And it's having me reprocess stuff that I've been getting into with people and who they are. And yeah, one of the things that that mushroom journey that I went on told me besides the job thing was that I needed to get off of dating apps. And like, at first I'm like, yeah, no problem. But easier said than done. It just feels like it can be really hard to meet people. And I like the, the, the nature of a lot of the communication that's happening on dating apps, right? Some of them are really allowing people to express what it, exactly what it is that they like and don't like and what they want. And then creating space for that to show up from another person who's like, yes, I'm reading that. That's me. This sounds great. Let's meet. 
And here is my hot take on men. It is insane to me. It is insane to me. Somehow they cannot be cool. Like they cannot be like human and cool and like doesn't matter. Like, yes, that sounds good. No, that doesn't sound good. Hey, I'm not interested. What? But like they they just act like women are disposable. And meanwhile, you're like, don't you want human connection? Yeah. Mm. So here is how I experience my a veil being lifted for me. So first I'll have this feeling like I'm missing something. Like I'm not sure what it is, but I'm missing something. And then I will start just paying more attention to the dynamics of that scenario and then I will open my mind to the possibility that the way that I think that it is is not it and that's the tricky part because you really need to open your mind to the fact that you do not know. I don't know what this is. I do not know how it works. And I am open to the possibility that literally anything is possible. And I know this because of the amount of magic that I see in my life. Like, what? There's, it's silly. It's silly. Like, it's actually silly. And so I don't know what this is. And when I get to the point where I'm like, I'm missing something, I'm feeling into it, I'm going to open my mind and I'm just going to observe and I'm just going to take in puzzle pieces. And then I'm going to see how they fit together. What's like the most logical way that these puzzle pieces fit together? I'm like, what's the story that would make this stuff that you're observing and experiencing make sense? And then you get it. Then you get the thing. At least I do. It drops in a lot of times when I'm meditating, dancing, showering, but it will drop in and I will be like instantly like, no, that's crazy. And then I will be like, okay, wait, like, you did just have that thought, let's play it out. Let's take that filter that you just received, apply it over your memories, and like reprocess the, what your experience has been with this filter on. And then when you do that, and you reprocess with that filter on, and so much more shit makes sense now that never did, all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's why that happened and that's why that makes sense and that's why that person was like that. And fuck, that's really what the deal is. Wow. Huh. And then you can't unsee it. Sometimes you wish you could. This one's a hard one. Oh my gosh. If you were hanging out with me last night and we talked or we danced or we had a great connection thank you it was really fun yeah thanks for bringing it
I love when people bring it, when other people show up and are like feeling free enough to to show themselves and have fun and dance and connect. It's a good time. Which reminds me of one other thing about, that's right, the diversity. The diversity. So what what was occurring to me last night too is these you know these parties are 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 a mixed crowd it is people from all different experience levels beliefs races ages you know denver's going off right now so there's a lot of people here who are going out and having fun and if you are conscious, then you know that our work is to spread mm-hmm. consciousness, right? Like, that's the deal. It's a, the goal is to spread consciousness. That's how we get a better world. And so we can't just hide away. We actually need to let people see that this is actually pretty great it's pretty fun it feels good and human connection is really important and that there's a different way of being the only way that that people see that is to see it you can't tell people that you just have to you have to like live it you have to live it and let people see you living it so those of you who i talked to last night who were saying that you don't come out to those kind of things much, mm, you might want to think about that. You're actually helping when you do, especially if you show up open-hearted. There is a, a one thing I know for sure, and that is that the butterfly effect is real So I'm going to end it with gratitude and this amazing story about my friend who I got to witness this conversation. So she hula hoops. She like dance hoops. So I love going out with her because we both love dancing. And so we're at this after hours and this young woman like kind of comes around and sees my friend and is like, oh, my God, it's and proceeds to just gush about the fact that my friend had taught her how to hula hoop in a park and that that was like the most fun day that she's had like all year and how much it changed her and her friends like life and perspective and and like you could tell when she saw my friend out at this bar that she was so happy. It just brought her so much joy to run into her and to then like let her know how much magic and awesomeness that she had brought into her life. And so I was I was just taking that in, you know? It's like he my friend was just doing what she loves to do. She was just hula hooping in the park and like being open to other people wanting to try it and her teaching them how to do it. And yeah, she shared her gift and it really like changed this this woman's life. My friend 
gave her a peak experience just by hula hooping, just by like sharing what she loves. And that is powerful. So that was really cool. So yeah, I was really grateful for the the wonderful things that I did observe and the number of people who were just having fun, enjoying life. And it was pretty great. I may lose my voice. We'll see. I hope not. Mom. Oh, my God. All right. So I'm walking around downtown Lagos, right? And I was, like, trying to manifest and see if I could find a uh, secondhand store. And I did. I found a secondhand store. Except it didn't really have very much to offer. And so I was like, mm, okay, whatever. And I found an antique store right next door. There was no one in the antique store, but I found the coolest 80s, like, keychain lighters. So I was sitting in there looking at these lighters and these ancient postcards. And this guy comes in. And he owns a shop. His name is Victor. And he and I start talking, and he gives me, like, the greatest advice. And it turns out that he is a longbow national champion. And so now I'm going to go do archery with, with Victor, with my friend. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. That was the... Uh, he was the coolest guy I have ever met. He was a professional dancer. He went to architecture school. He is an incredible shot. I've been with him all day. <laughs> I've been with him all day. I heard about his kid. He invited me to his house. Like, we sat and drank beers. He helped me uh, find a secret way up onto the walls that surround the town. Like, uh, <laughs> he's one of the most down-to-earth, interesting people I have ever met and probably ever will. And this antique shop that he runs when I was thinking, um, he just, he gave me a necklace, which is this green rock with a tree in front of it. Are you fucking with me? Oh my God, mom. <laughs> <laughs>